You asked uh, me why I started growing autos, and I just remembered it had nothing to do. I was curious, and everything. The thing that finally pushed me over edge was an LED street light right on the other side of my fence where I grew my photos. <laughs> I'm telling you, three of my pl- bro. I had five footers and thirty gallons when they started stretching, and they never stopped stretching. They put on a. Uh, uh, flowers that would look like they came out of high times 1973 yeah, sure sure it's brutal yeah <laughs> it's brutal i'm like i'm growing all I, I was almost done like you're, i'm talking pounds yeah yeah let me just change the soft white beauty that you've been dealing with to led boom oh no and i thought maybe i'll be all right because the the ones that had started flowering and were deep into it were fine okay they finished yeah a lot of times but my will. late finishers oh no so they got fucked uh, fucked Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Welcome to the Dirt Show. I'm Higher Peaks, and I'm sitting here with Dig. How hey. you doing, brother? Hey, good. How about you? Good, good, good. Now we haven't talked for what, like nine months, ten months? Has it been a year? It's it was been last... a. It, I think it was this last summer, maybe. I'm not sure. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's summerish. It's recent, but not too recent. Months. Yeah, months, not years, but it seems like a long time. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And so we're catching up. I'm glad you're at least you know helping kick off this new quote unquote season we're doing. We're back, so. Uh, but I want to catch up. So, and I know that you've been doing a lot of work with cannabis, uh, you know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I follow you for it. Uh, I see you doing a lot of work with autos and I'm kind of doing some of that now too. So could you kind of catch us up where you're at with that? Oh yeah. Right now I'm doing what I call my like winter, like auto run where I run autos in a four by four tent in my garage using a, a space heater with a reptile heater and then plants and some so- a soil mixture with like, right now I'm trying a different way. Usually I'm using a, a organic soil base and then a fertigating with like, you know, like salts, like a lot of people do. Um, but right now I'm doing dry amendment uh, organic only and I'm chasing, ch- constantly chasing deficiencies. But I think next run I'll have it tightened in a little bit better. How do you feel about that? Because I mean, that's pretty much all I do is just soil with top dress. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think... Um, a big key for me is going to have getting, having my wife come out in the garden with me (laughs) because I'm, I'm like low key, like a little bit colorblind. So like, um, she could like even people on Instagram, like, bro, you know, you have a deficiency. I'm like, I didn't. And then three days later, I'll be like, oh, I can see it now. Thanks guys. Like I'm a, I'm a kind of four days behind just because I can't see them yellowing as much as other people can. So like green and blues kind of run together for me and some of the yellows and stuff. So I can't really see that too well. Mm. Um, but I'm not colorblind enough to where I like, can't tell what color the light is. So I'm just, it's fine, but I need a little help sometimes seeing the deficiencies pop up. But once I get on a schedule I'm comfortable with and I'm more comfortable, I think you can push, 
the organics like a lot harder than you can the you salts. Can. You can. You, it's <laughs> actually a lot harder to burn them, but they will start to curl and canoe sometimes. Right. And so I'm learning that maybe it's not as much of a tragedy if I double it on accident every once in a while, not all the yeah. time or like, but it's not going to like nuke the plant, ruin the flavor profile, you know, like if you burn right. it with salts. Well, and it, well, it will slow them down, but it, it right. won't tend to damage them so bad. I was going to say, that now, do you uh, uh, do you use microbes? Yeah, I do. I, I didn't this run just because I, I had I'd forgotten to go get mycorrhizae this time. Mm -hmm. And so this run is without mycorrhizae. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed the plants are a little bit shorter this time, and they're not holding their color as much when I'm uh, under fertilizing like they, they do with mycorrhizae. But other than that, pretty good. But mm -hmm. I would say I notice a difference with it, even with just the random generic myco that you buy at the store definitely makes a difference yeah i mean uh even that plant success you can get like at the grange dude yeah, oh, yeah. anyway it doesn't matter uh the bottom line is, is i find that that buffers my uh like if i overfeed with the top okay chest, that really buffers it out i mean i'll dump i will shit and dump a shit ton of microbes okay over what the bottle says uh like i use that king crab Works okay really good uh but it I, i'll dump a shit ton in there and it usually will correct it a lot faster than than if i just let it do its thing so yeah Anyway, uh, now you said you do autos just in the four by four indoors. Do you do them outdoors? Um, yeah, yeah. I've So I've only been growing autos for, I think, two seasons. Um, so I first started growing um, autos partially because I'd always been curious about them. I think a couple of years ago, I talked about it on my podcast when I first started it. And I was like, I'm going to try growing autos outside, uh, just outside with no no light, no topping, no training. And each little one of the three gallon put out half an ounce which i was happy with because i had not done anything to them mm -hmm. i had i hadn't even properly really fertigated them i was just kind of like eyeballing it like kind of leaving them to their own devices in, in more of a way than i do my photos I, I tend to baby my photos a little bit and with these i was kind of just throwing them out on on the porch or in the yard and just being like here's some water like i wasn't even fertigating them properly i think i was underwatering them chronically just kind of being mean to them yeah. And then this one strain I had put out an ounce in a three gallon pot and it was good because <laughs> I didn't I didn't I wasn't lazy with the when I cured it. Yeah, I was just kind of lazy when I grew it. Like I still watched the trichomes. I still, you know, cut off the bottom foliage and I did all that. I just didn't I didn't really I didn't really follow an aggressive schedule. I didn't. Um, there's just didn't I didn't journal as well as I could have, you know, there just wasn't stuff I was doing that I was doing in my other garden because they were kind of an afterthought. And at that point I was kind of mining them for content. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, and then I grew more because I really, I really had fun growing them. They're little and they're kind of cute and they'll put on really big colas in a small container sometimes in a way that sometimes it doesn't seem like photo periods. It seems like the bigger container I put a photo period in the bigger the colas can get. Not not necessarily that we're all chasing big colas, but a part of me is, sorry. Well, <laughs> especially when it comes to an auto, like you're you're going for as much weight as you can. Right, yeah. So I mean, obviously. <clears throat> well, that was my question though, is like, I mean, what's better for an auto, indoors or outdoors, do you think? I think they respond better indoors, indoors so far. Okay. Um, and that might be my strain selection. I am yeah. shotgunning. I'm like, oh, that sounds good, buy it. Right, like I'm right. not, there's there, like, I. Uh, Right now I'm growing one that I personally wouldn't continue maybe growing because I don't mm. like the flavor profile, but it grows really well. And my partner really enjoys it and it really helps her with some symptoms that she has. Yeah. And so I'm going to keep growing it because I've successfully harvested it every time I planted a seed. 
and it's always good and it looks purple and I think that's fun. <laughs> and I like to have one purple plant in my tent. Like I like to plant a variety. Yeah. So I'm not cropping. So I'm always a little bit off with one plant because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a lot of times if I'm growing 10 plants, I'm growing 10 phenos. Yeah. So I'm not growing like cuts. I'm growing like one-off seedlings. It's fun. Uh-huh. But you have to, You. I'm learning as as I get deeper into the game. You know, I've been growing in my yard now for like five or six years. Like I think I started growing it like myself in 2016. You know, I was trimming or whatever, whatever before that. But I was planting, I was from seed to harvest to my jar. 2016 is when I started home growing because it's when I had a home. <laughs> you know, you yeah. have to have a home to home grow sometimes. Sometimes you can get away with doing it in rentals, but- I couldn't in month the rental I was in. So it's tough, man. I think most of my problem over the years has been having a space. Oh my Lord. I mean, whether that's outside or inside. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I, when I have that opportunity, man, I, I just suck it up. You know, Yeah. it makes it a little bit easier that it's legal in Oregon essentially. Yeah. But, um, but man, having that space is, is tough. Uh, so outdoor autos, what are you getting on most of your autos? Like outdoors a, f- a few ounces or like so this last year i i didn't let's assuming a complete crop <laughs> okay all right fair enough wait i mean honestly it indoors uh the most i've yielded um and i okay let me get this out of the way i do not weigh trim oh okay i, I do not weigh it at all i trim it and then i weigh and then you weigh, weigh yeah, the I flowers the and i take the trim and i save it i don't throw it away i put it in my fridge maybe you know i've got some dry sift screen and i've got a freezer full of hash and my partner's not happy with me so i'm gonna get ready to <laughs> run that over some screens <laughs> yeah. and make some hash right sure. and 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 but so i'll i'll make that but i don't weigh it because it's not like a product i'm really after uh-huh. so the biggest yield i've had on an auto inside in a five gallon pot was 1.8 ounces ounces. So they're not big yielders. Yeah. Now I know I've seen some people on YouTube and I know how we all know about YouTube, but they, they, they're, they're seeing more results like, um, you know, three to five ounces of plant. I'm seeing three like average. Yeah. And I think, I think that they're a little bit better about training. They're really aggressive. Yeah. And like we're, like I've discussed, I'm probably under fertigating these. I could probably feed more than I am. I see. And so I think once I'm braver and, you know, feed yeah. more and train more and skirt more and do more of this aggressive training, because right now all I'm doing is pinning them down with lawn staples and then letting them grow and skirting them. And that's it. Yeah. But there's some there's like some controversy there because some people say, we'll do that stuff. Yeah. And then I'll tell you, I've had a lot of people because I'm just trying to learn. But I've had a lot of people say, hey, don't touch it. Don't cut it. Don't trim it. Don't skirt it. Don't top it. Don't do nothing. Just oh. let it go. And it's like, well, it's, I don't know what to do, man. I'll, I'll, I haven't, I, like I said, I took that in the yard with some <laughs> strains and it, I got, it gave me cannabis. Yeah. Um, but I've had, but see, I haven't done that indoors yet. So maybe next yeah. time, maybe that's the next winter run. Cause I cannot keep my garage cold enough. Oh, in me summer either. I, no. Yeah. So maybe that's the next summer run. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I plant like five plants in five gallons next year in the four by four. And I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to cut the bottom leaves off. So I don't splash dirt on them when I water, but beyond that, I won't touch them. That's what I'll do. That's the next run. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm just I saying. I want to try it. That's yeah. fun. Well, and that's the thing. I'm you sure know. it'll grow cannabis that I can smoke. <laughs> right. That's my problem with this whole growing culture is that it comes from a, a good place, but you get so many people arguing about the right way to do it. And it's like, there, there's no right way. There's just the right way for you uh, or what you're good at. Yeah. Because if it's, if, it's a, if it's a technique 
that you're good at, you're going to get oh, yeah. better results than if you're trying to do a technique that someone is telling you should do right, but you're just not good at it. I always tell people <laughs> on my podcast, what I like to say is your environment dictates your growth style. If you are in a basement in Washington state, yeah. don't run hydroponics. Yeah. You're going to have humidity problems. Sure. But if you're in the high desert, maybe you can get some really cool True. growth rates off of that. Yeah. And maybe that solves your low humidity problem, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. different and same thing with your physical health, right? If you're getting into cannabis and you're 85 and you want to smoke one joint a day, grow six auto flowers next to your tomatoes. Behind, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. There is no reason to buy clones and all that, especially if you're not like a seasoned cannabis smoker and you mm -hmm. don't even know what you like yet, but you just want to try something. I grow autoflowers. And I think, yeah. I think a lot of what I see autoflowers potential for is ornamentals. You mean like just for someone to grow? Yeah. Like I could <laughs> see like, no, honestly, I really think ornamental cannabis could be a thing. You're talking like feminized? like a feminized yeah. flower like auto, auto yeah. out on a potted sure. plant on like sure. a really nice like terracotta sure. on your front porch absolutely. i think that would be pretty absolutely i mean absolutely <laughs> i'm and surprised people aren't doing it pink ones yeah. purple ones yeah. lime red. green ones reds yeah. from yeah. afghanistan right. like like uh what, what's uh what's another weird color black almost mm. black mm -hmm. have a goth cannabis plant in front of your black house <laughs> how cool would that be <laughs> Well, now they got that. I know it's been out for a while, but they have that damn fern looking one. I can't remember the oh, seed duck's company. foot. Duck's foot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, but they've really expressed that gene oh, quite a, wow, a bit okay. now. So anyway, uh, I the reason I ask these questions with you is because I've seen you do a lot of work with them. So you got some experience. I'm trying them this year. I've never really been happy with any previous autos, but I'm trying the full season. So we'll see. I. I know there's going to be a lot of learning going on. I think autos are really unforgiving in the germination stage. Cause like if you, they're on a definitive timeline inside their genes. Yeah. So at day, whatever it is, whether it's 36 or 56 or whatever that plant has in its genetics, it's going to start flowering. So if you lose, if you overwater the seedling and it stunts, you're going to have a smaller you lose plant. That. Yeah. And so any, any loss is a, is a direct loss at the end. I would for, say so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can see that. I And so I think autos, there's a numbers game. I think a lot of growers that have success with big yields and autos do it spread out over mm -hmm. and they, they benefit from economies of scale, like growing like 20 plants or 30 yeah. plants. And, and with plant counts, if you're a heavy cannabis consumer, I don't think they're you're a viable option for the only way you grow cannabis in your garden, mm. you know, especially if you're trying to make edibles, you need a lot of cannabis. And I think you do. I think you, you do. need a lot of cannabis. You do. You do. So, yeah. You need like a, an ounce to make good edibles, right? And that's right. a lot of cannabis. It really is. And even though, yeah. So I think the best way to look at autos is I use them to increase variety in my home grow, right? Because I don't like going to the dispensary. I, I, I will and I do. And it's enjoyable sometimes, but I don't want to have to. If I just, I would rather not have to. Um, and so I grow at home and also it's really fun and it keeps me out of a lot of trouble too, just growing mm -hmm. at home and staying in the garden. And, and so I think that they're good for increasing variety. If you have home grow is how you want to consume cannabis and you, let's say you want to try that bubblegum licious strain that will make your head spin, but doesn't do anything for your medically. Buy an auto. 
autos are for recreation. Like, let's say you have like really established, solid, like, like medical genetics, like that you've been using. Keep growing that. But let's say you want to smoke, smoke, you want to, you want to explore something different, like, you know, a blackberry or some weird thing that you don't even want to try because you don't want to risk growing a full term. Mm -hmm. I know auto flower seeds are expensive, but buy a pack and just grow one and see if you like it. And if not, pass them on to your buddy. It's not a big deal. And I think they're really fun to experiment with. And if you're already a skilled gardener with other plants, you can make them do cool things just by treating them like a jalapeno. Okay. They won't get as big of flowers if you don't over fertigate and stuff, but you'll end up with something. Yeah. 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 Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm sure a lot of them, well, they pretty much grow themselves, right? Assuming, you know. Once you get them established, they, they do... I do feel like they have a rate of growth that's a little bit faster than photo periods. Oh, they have to be. Here's the deal. I now they recommend it's final destination right from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I put mine. I already have my I had my five gallon buckets. Yeah. Four by four. And I put them right in the soil in the bucket. And um, in five days, they I didn't germinate them. I didn't sit them in water. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't put them in a paper towel. I didn't quote unquote germinate them at all. I just took the seed. Okay. Stuck it in the soil. You didn't even like so, no soaking, no nothing. No soaking. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, and I, I'm I'm saying this, and also want people to know that these are Atlas seed seeds. Okay. It's the Top Gun and the Fog Dog. Okay. I planted those two two strains um, in the five gals directly in there. No germination of any sorts whatsoever in terms of in, intent. Five days later, they had their first set of true leaves. Oh wow, that's fast. <laughs> compared to a photo that's fucking amazing because yeah. a photo i figure four or five days just to germinate you know yeah. in terms of a day or two to soak then throw it into your whatever peat pot or, or cube or whatever you're using then another few i mean dude you're two weeks in before you're really to to first leaves <laughs> true leaves anyway and so five days i was like hey that i'll go with that two days so usually with photos i have to soak a seed for like two days in a yeah, paper towel before hours. it even cracks yeah 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 um I did, I and I so I did that with autos this year. I was like, oh, leaving them, and I came in and they were already Miniature turning plant. green. They, it was already a true plant. I'm like, oh my I god, oh see, my god, oh my yeah. god! And I got it in the plant. I'm like, oh god, and it was fine. Did it like, work? Oh good. Yeah, and they're and they're big. They're they and maybe I dented my yields right, but like it was just amazing, like a little white albino plant. I'm like, oh, it's only been a day. What are you doing? Like, yeah. yeah. But it's speed. I and the thing is, is you know, I don't know what light schedule you use. Uh, you can <clears throat> fill us in on that. I started out with a twenty-four because I had some other plants in the tent, but I went back to to the uh, about fourteen. Uh, okay. On and and what does that make? Uh, ten off then. Yeah. So fourteen on, ten off. I, I can switch to twelve, twelve if that's what people think you should do. But right now it's at fourteen, and man, they're stretching. Holy shit! <laughs> awesome. I mean, like. Like it's wow, uh, crazy. So yeah. What's so your feeling on the light cycle for? I don't have a strong feeling on the light cycle. What I do you use? Twelve, twelve. Well, on the autos, or do you use twenty four. Uh, no. So the first time I grew eighteen six. Um, okay. The first two indoor runs of autos and stuff I did eighteen okay. six because I've also done a couple of really small grows in a little two by two that's only like two feet tall and my mm -hmm. and that's like one or two plants and then, and then, and they're a little compacted and they're kind of crammed in there, um, but. I've done those too. So I have those runs too. Um, but wait, what did you ask? I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, what your feeling was about the light oh, cycle. Oh yeah. yeah. So 18. I've run, I've run 18, six and I'm experimenting with 20 on four off in my four by four girl. That's all I've run on this and this set. 
And then on the next run, I'm going to try a, a 24 on light cycle completely. And I'm going to see if it seems to do anything different. I'm of the belief, and this is just purely from like, oh, plants need to sleep, man. Like it, there's no real reason I think this, but I feel like, I feel like the plants, if they experience a dark period in nature, they should have some sort of dark period. But I also have heard other people say, you get better yields with autos if you don't let them go to sleep. So I'll, I'll experiment with that too. Yeah. Well, and again, I've heard both sides. Uh, people say, well, a plant needs rest. Right, right. And right. Then other people say, no, you're sacrificing yield. And I'm just like, all right, well. And the reason I went to 14 uh, is, I don't know why, because I picked that. <laughs> but um, the, the nice thing is, is I'm not concerned about like top level success right. right now. I'm just kind of feeling my way through it. What's weird is being a grower for, you know, I've grown cannabis, at least photos, since 2000. Right. Long time. Yeah, 23 years. Uh, but literally no autos in that time. So None, I feel like yeah. a beginner. You know, I feel like I'm right back to square one. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Um, but <clears throat> I felt that way when I first planted them. And I still feel that way. They always surprise me. They do like they hit they'll, they'll like they'll, they'll 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 grow really really fast and then they'll they'll stop and you're like are you done stretching and then they'll put out pre-flowers and they'll stretch again and I I don't think the environment's changed that much and I'm still learning basic indoor stuff like too along with the autos you know I've only I've only ever really like I've done a couple of photo period runs indoors real small plants in 2 gallons just trying to feel out if I even liked it mm -hmm. so most of my indoor grow experience is with autos and starting stuff to go outside Side, but nothing was like finishing inside. So I've mostly done indoor stuff with autos. And so I've been experimenting with different temperatures and like humidities too. So I don't, I'm not confident in like two years of, or three years, two and a half years of growing autos to tell someone this is the light cycle you need. Mm -hmm. And this is like, if maybe if I was growing on a commercial scale and I had like three greenhouses <laughs> and I had like, you know, uh, an, a complete outdoor plot and yeah. I could grow them in dirt and in pots and do all that stuff and do a real proper test. Then I'd be like, all right, here's what you need. And actually, you know what? You need to light dep them or whatever weird <laughs> stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. But I can't tell you even which avenue to follow yet, which light cycle to chase, more light, less light. Actually the perfect cycle is 23 and a half and half yeah. hour. I, I don't know which avenue to chase. I'm still experimenting. Sure. So I think, and I'm, I'm a slow slow burner. I don't like to change more than one or two variables in my garden at a time. And if I could, if I had an endless life, I would only change one at a time. Yeah. And I would just spend a hundred sure. years fine. But we sure. all know, no gardener has a hundred years, right? No. So, no. so the autos are what's cool about them. If you're new to cannabis, you can do four auto runs in a year. Right. Especially if you have a stable space and an outdoor, you can do eight. Yeah. Maybe more if yeah. you stagger them. Right. So you can, the thing that I think benefits you more as a cannabis grower than anything else is number of runs. Just do a run, complete start to finish, do a full outdoor term, learn a lot from that, and then start doing indoor runs, outdoor runs, because looking at the plant in its different stages is how you learn about it. Yeah. And all the best growers are older, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just experience. And, and I think gardening is one of those hobbies where you can be a young gun all you want and you could have a young back and be able to move more dirt than anybody else. But, you know, grandpa with a motivated grandson is going to run circles around you every year. And that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, but that's why you have to learn and you have to look at the plant mm. from start to finish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And cannabis is a little bit more difficult in a lot of ways than like vegetables. Sometimes it's easier in certain ways, but I think learning how to feed it can be counterintuitive if you're coming from vegetables because vegetables just don't don't seem to feed like cannabis does. No, the closest thing I think is like uh, any kind of calcium heavy plants like tomatoes. Right. You know, because, you know, uh, cannabis is cow mag heavy. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, because cow mag fixes everything. Everything, everything. Throw a cow mag <laughs> but bottom line is cow mag heavy. So, if, you know, the vegetables that are like that, yeah, but you're right. I mean, a lot of them don't require the kind of care that cannabis requires. And it, mm -hmm. it can be one of those, cannabis is picky and it can be picky in any way. So it can be picky needing a lot of newts or it can be picky needing very little newts. It can be picky needing a lot of water or it can be picky needing very little water. So it's really not a, a kind of a standard thing like, well, just kind of water it like this and kind of water it generally like that. And then kind of generally, it's not like that, man. No. You get one strain and you got to dump the newts on it. You get another <laughs> yeah. strain and you look at it wrong and it's like, ah, or the light thing. I got some phenos that it just sucks up the light, right? Just yeah. praying all the time. And then others are just like, no, put me in the corner. So I, I feel like one of my autos started out like that. Um, this year I had one of these, uh, bust down Patek's. It was a free pack of seeds that I won in a vet day giveaway online. Mm -hmm. And I was sure that I was going to get like fished or something. And then nah, free seeds. Nice. Nice. And one of them was a pack of autos. Cool. So I threw these in and oh my gosh, they're awesome. They smell amazing. Um, like sweet. Yeah. Funky hash poop. <laughs> I don't know. You know, weed kind of smells gross sometimes like that, but in a good way, you know? Yeah. Um, and I like them. They're a lot. And they're, they're, there's like, I feel like there's two dominant phenotypes in it. There's like a taller one and a shorter one. And they're kind of, I think they're going to finish in the next like month. Crazy. Yeah. And they're, they smell good. So I'm excited to dry them and smoke. Now are your autos feminized? Yes. I don't I, I feel non-feminized. Like, I, I was going to say, I feel like that's kind of like just what it is now. Like if you're going to grow a decent quality genetic line, that's purposely an auto, it's probably going to be feminized. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, just because you're, if you're at a home grower, right, you're not growing at scale. You can't afford to go cut down Fuck half no. your crop. No. Well, even if you are growing to scale, like Atlas seed actually isn't really for the home grower. They're really oh, okay. more trying to be geared towards commercial growing. Oh, okay, like right, you're bringing right. it up Yeah, where they're trying to show that at a commercial level at that scale that you can, uh, profit because one big thing you already mentioned is you can get three to four crops uh even if you're relying just on the sun uh you, you, know, you, you don't have to light depth shit just no i was gonna say you yeah. add in a greenhouse or a light depth even and then you've got uh potentially many many runs um so and the other thing too i'd like to point out is that with the autos especially if you're a backyard banger yeah basically what i am yeah uh you know having a a, a six foot or less plant Oh yeah, dude. I haven't had an auto, even without training, come in at over right. three feet. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that, that can be much that better be security. Chamber, yeah. yeah. You don't have to worry about your fence line. You don't have to worry about uh, rippers, you know, cause you kind of got more security. You uh, asked me why I started growing autos and I just remembered it had nothing to do. It was curious and everything. The thing that finally pushed me over edge was an LED street light right on the other side of my fence where I grew my photos. <laughs> I'm telling you, three of my, bro. <laughs> I had five footers and 30 gallons when they started stretching and they never stopped stretching. They put on uh, uh, flowers that would look like they came out of high times, 1973. Yeah, sure. Sure. It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. I'm, like, I'm growing on. I, I was almost done. Like you're, I'm talking pounds. 
Yeah, yeah. Let me just change the soft white beauty that you've been dealing with to LED. Boom. Oh, no. And I thought maybe I'll be all right because the the ones that had started flowering and were deep into it were fine. Okay. They finished. Yeah, a lot of times. But my will. late finishers. Oh, no. So they got fucked? Uh, fucked. Oh, I smoked it, but I might as well have been smoking like weed from like 1993. Yeah, came. I get it. It was, it was now it tasted good, but the it wasn't there, man. It just wasn't there. No kick or nothing. Mm-mm. That's crazy. I, I do worry about that. I, I've had neighbors that have these ultra powerful <sighs> like even street lamps in town, dude. It's 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 can be a hassle. That's, that's autos. That's and that and, and see that street light can shine on an auto all night. Right. Well, so okay, I, good point. Good point. So autos are really going to be not affected. Yeah, I'm starting to really see the advantages here. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. And, 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 and yield is just not one of them. I'm not going to turn around here and say you're going to bang out five ounces right. every time. It's well, going to be great. But you're not going to get you're not going to get photo yields. But let's address that. So I've been doing photos, and let me tell you, man. I you know even starting out in fucking April, I. I've started out June 1st and still had eight foot plants, nine foot plants, 10 foot plants that I'm sitting there fucking scrogging across <laughs> a six foot fucking. When I first saw you doing that, I was like, what is he doing? Just let him I'm grow. I'm trying. <laughs> no, dude, I'm trying to keep the fucking right, whole neighborhood. I know, I know. I didn't know where you were at. Cause like most, most like I'm, I'm in like a neighborhood or whatever, but most growers are growing in my experience anyway, yeah. are growing out away from people and you're really the only person i know who's growing like behind a balls and yeah he's behind a fence like here i am (laughs) fuck (laughs) y'all dude that's why i got the cameras up man honestly is just uh honestly you know this is a shit street (laughs) and uh you know it's (laughs) i got good security got Mm -hmm. a dog the cameras and everything but that's why dude is i i've already had shit you know ripped off not not plant wise but uh but just shit out front. Oh yeah. But uh, nonetheless, I've had tools go missing. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm such a I'm such a dumbass. Like I, there were little tools. Like I'm not sure if I just didn't dump them somewhere. The one thing I haven't refound yet was my circular saw. I don't know where the hell that went. But other than that, Local I've been pawn at- shop. <laughs> it's <laughs> Sorry, been too man. long. It's been too long, man. Oh, that stuff's man. gone. That's gone. I, mean, I got a new one. It's fine. Yeah, be but okay. you know, one thing about that scrogging, they'll tell you, bro, is that I I increased my yield huge. Okay, when I scrogged those plants, yeah, I had to. It was it was quite the effort, and man, I had a six foot spread, seven foot spread, honestly. But dude, I pulled out. You know, I usually pull out a pound, maybe if I'm lucky, a pound and a quarter. Uh, okay, just because I stick to around six feet if I can, and then I try to go six foot pounders. That's that's my goal. Yeah, six foot pounders. Okay, that's, that's, yeah, that's I'm fine with that. Well, so when I scrogged those and I let them get big, uh, dude, I was pulling out two and three pounds off those plants. So yeah. I, I tripled my, with fewer plants and just letting them go and scrogging them, I, I pulled out almost three times as much as I would just letting them go like I normally nice, have. Nice, nice. But that could have been genetics too. There's so many factors, dude. Well, and that's that's the thing I struggle because I've had some of the most best tasting, beautiful weed that was really big plants, but the the flowers weren't big. But I wasn't mad. Like I only got like a half a pound off this huge plant, but it was like like a trippy sativa from like Planet Nine. It was some bag seed grew that grew out like green black and then turned like reddish. Crazy. It was weird, and I I called it Penelope, and I never got another one that looked late, anything like it. Late bloomer. 
I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. one of my last. It was one of my first to start flowering and last to finish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It started flowering in like in like 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 July. I saw like really like pre flowers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you serious? Are you sure? And then she was like, yeah. And then I'm like, well, I'm gonna be harvesting this in like three. Nah. Uh huh. No, no, no. November third week in November. You're like, oh shit. Well, I know I had to chop that year because it started like sleeting, and I'm like, I'm just cutting you down. She was ready. I just, I wasn't ready, but she was ready. So another good point here is that autos are going to finish before that fucking October or that November crap. If you play, unless you plant them, like I did a late run for fun just to see if how cold tolerant they Mm -hmm, really were. mm -hmm. Not any more cold tolerant than any other cannabis. (laughs) Mold. No, I, no, it was, I cut them early because they were going to get moldy. Mm -hmm. And I had one that was like the size of my hand. It flowered full. Mm Mm-hmm. It actually wasn't bad. It wasn't very much cannabis, but I got like a blunt out of it. And it was pretty, it was a good blunt. Nice. Well, the goal this year, I think is going to be like you pointed out, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a harvest. I'm going to do auto. I'm going to do an auto photo auto. So I'm going to start with an auto and harvest that in July. I'm going to do a photo normal season, right? Yeah. From like April-ish to October, November. And then I'll finish up with a late auto run and see how that goes. Oh, post the ugly ones too. I've got a really ugly one in my tent right now that like I haven't been able to stop. I saw that, oh, dude. Oh, it's so what ugly. The fuck? I'm like, like so every, so my my buddy my, <laughs> my one of my buddies tells me it's pH and it might be. I haven't been good about checking pH. I need to get Get those microbes in, man. I need it. Well, I get a plant like that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while I'll get a plant, it'll come up and it'll have like leaves that are not canoed, but are curled the other way and like super yeah, I saw green. That. Yeah, I saw and that. Then, and then it'll like twerk out and it won't grow right. And usually I just kill them. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, you're just, you're weird. I, I fucked you up or whatever. Like maybe I damaged the root yeah. planting it or something. That's what I figure usually. So I just clip them. But this time I'm you're like- so violent. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I let it, I let it grow out. I'm like- come on let's see what you can do and now we're like in mid flower and i cut a flower off and i broke it apart and it smelled like kind of like grass clippings and there was no resin on it so i'm probably gonna kill it now because I, I don't yeah. i'll make room for the other plants they might spread out a little bit more and it might be better for my airflow and i've got another plant that i can put in there and then i could shut off a light and mm. i would love to shut off a light mm. right now that'd be cool save some power <sighs> yeah <laughs> i'm using uh <laughs> i got a zeros of the farm story for you i uh the other day, so I use a, a, uh, uh, I'm gonna get hate for this, Uh-oh. but I use a, I use a thousand watt. Well, it's a, a thousand, uh, dual ended thousand watt, um, Gavita. And, uh, I love the lights. <laughs> Wait, why would you get hate off of that? Is that like a bad people hate Gavitas? Oh, okay. As far as how they're associated with Monsanto and oh, well, he's already got the light. What do you want him to stop using it? Well, right, right, right. That's the thing. (laughs) Well, and honestly, you know, high pressure sodium in general, especially the DEs, they perform well. And actually, that that thousand watt, they call it a thousand DE by Gavita, but it's it'll go up to eleven fifty. Oh, okay. So I have that thing cranked up until eleven fifty, right? And that fucking my fan, my my uh uh. Uh, ventilation fan, you yeah. know, my, yeah. my charcoal ventilation, yes. six inch, my inline. Yeah, your inline fan. The fucker yes. didn't turn on because I had the damn timer set wrong. 
Oh, no. Try having a 4x4 tent with a full-blown 1150 watts of high-pressure sodium just warming that bitch up, man. 120 degrees high. Oh, no, no. It was about 135 by the time oh, I caught it. no. Thankfully, like most light fixtures do, have that thermal shutdown because my light had shut down. It was like halfway on, but it was shut down. It was like, oh, no. <laughs> Fucking plants. I'm like, oh, my God. Did I kill my whole run? I got in there, and they're burnt a little bit. <sighs> But I'm like, there you go, slowing them down. But dude, I didn't just one little fuck up. See, I never, I never mess with those lights. Not because I, I had anything against them. I was just coming. I was starting indoor like only a couple of years ago, and at that point, I could, I could watch enough videos about the LEDs to just know from like looking. Like, okay, that one does all right. I'm not a light guy. People need to understand that I'm not an indoor guru. I bought a, a spider farmer light because I saw more than one YouTuber have success with it. And so far I've had good success with it. Most people don't... are using LEDs now, man. I have to run a space heater to keep my plants warm. And not when this light's shut off. Fuck, dude. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, that's their they're run really cool compared to like, you know, what what that thing. But I run into other issues, right? If I don't have my my space heater rig do an appropriate thing, I could have all kinds of issues. So that's yeah. where my danger is. But other than that. Dude, I, I, I prefer can them. I can turn I, them down when I'm germinating, too. I turn them way down. Dude, I open the room door up, and it heats this whole fucking bottom floor at night. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I, I don't run them during the day. Oh, right. Just, just too fucking hot. Yeah. I mean, that's a, another long story. I could do that if I wanted to. I choose to run them at night. For one, it's cheaper. And two, I have less heat to deal with right. in terms of of efficiency okay and so i will i will literally just open the door to that room and let that vent out and it warms this whole fucking so i'm gonna have to turn the air conditioning on soon so i wanted to ask you a question um it's cheaper is that because the power companies um charge less money at night like less yeah. peak hours yeah so there's peak hours for okay. for power companies uh now and i encourage you to look up the one locally because right. they're different in different okay, regions cool. but but if you look up the local one right now until the end of March, uh, Pacific Power is between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. Oh, OK. And then that's on peak. And then it's more expensive during the day. And then the on peak time at night is four to eight. Oh, oh, OK. So I'm those change two things. <laughs> so, the, so those two four hour slots are ultra expensive compared to the rest right now your your midday is still expensive but it's not as expensive as the peaks now your overnight is your cheapest okay plus it's off peak right so, and you're benefiting from the heat from your light at and night. i'm getting the yeah. heat at night from my light and then not having the heat to deal with during the day okay uh but that presents problems too i'm always fucking having to work on those plants either early in the morning or late at right night, yeah you know and then but I do. I don't know. <clears throat> I just feel like it works better for me. So. Yeah, I got. I will right now. Like I've got a light that comes on at six right now, and I was thinking about pushing it later for the peak times. But like, I don't want to be in my garage eight p.m. trying to garden when I'm trying to go to sleep. Well, that is oh, a peak man. time. You, it's it's a catch twenty two yeah. because those two eight hour slots or yeah. those two four hour slots are right where you want to be working. Right, totally. And so you're like, do I do I pick the four hour slot in the morning to work in or do I pick that four hour expensive slot to work in the evening? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but either way, you can at least get rid of one of them. Yeah, you totally, know, On yeah. the peak hours mm -hmm. and it does make a difference. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna check that out next year. We're almost done with my indoor time anyway. I Me mean, too. I'm As soon as these go, I'm, in fact, we'll I'm see. already planning out. So those. these are the last flowers I'm growing inside. I've got seven plants. They're autos. The youngest one I think is going to finish at the same time because it was way smaller. They just, it just, 
just finished quicker than the other ones, which I'm not mad at. They said it was super fast. That's why I grew it in the little tent. Um, but once I'm done with those, it's the photos I just started because I'm going out. I've seen people, like you said, go out in June and have huge plants. Yeah. So I'm going to go out a little bit later this year mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to do 20 gallon pots instead of the bigger 30 and 45 gallon pots. I you don't need them. I don't need them. And also I don't want to climb a ladder this year. Does that make sense? I hate, that's why I don't like going over six foot. <laughs> Dude, I don't want, I don't want to be having, when I'm trying to deal with, I don't want to do it. That one plant, and it, it saved me this year because I, I I had a really bad mite outbreak, but I had a really tall plant and I was able to cut all the mite infested stuff off and it hadn't made it to the tops. And because I had trellised it and done everything and it was somewhere between like eight and 11 feet tall, somewhere in there. Like I stopped measuring after like eight and a half feet. I'm like, that's, I don't need to measure it anymore. Right, yeah, right? I mean, what are you gonna do? And so- You need an orchard ladder, dude. Right, and so eventually, and then I pulled those down. I thought I was gonna lose everything because the first one I got 20 grams off of. That's all I could save. But that one I was able to save over a pound just because the plant was so big. Yeah. It was just yeah. so big. And, and so I see why people like to grow those big plants, especially- if you have other people around you growing, there's pest problems and stuff because that can save you yield sometimes. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to grow big plants. Just none of them are good for me. <laughs> right, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. But there are awesome reasons to grow big plants and I've done them before. It's just, fuck, man. It's it's a different level style of growing. Oh yeah, totally. It, it's a different style of harvesting. It's athletic. It's athletic. I don't want it's to. It's work, man. Yeah, it's, it's real work. hard work. It's like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go out back to the farm and climb yeah, this ladder and yeah. pull these 18 inch sticks or you have to, or like me, like I'm pulling like big six foot sections off and then dragging those into my garage. It's a nightmare. It is. And there's a lot of things to consider. Like you, if you have big old fat buds, like I don't even like to get the big old colas outdoors because one, those are hotels for fucking caterpillars. Okay. Oh, yeah. And oh, they yeah. will pick that bud caterpillars one, are yeah. that way they're like oh no i'm not going to take this two-bedroom flat at the bottom of your plant no i'm going to go up to the high-rise skyscraper up at the top of your plant that you're going to lose at least seven grams on the one that you've been drooling over <laughs> all season taking pictures for instagram oh, yeah. all season with something in your, uh, near your mouth you know all that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh with the caterpillar <laughs> shitting in the middle of it causing <laughs> mold so i mean there's other things to big plants i don't like um and two i mean you can lose a big you got a 20 pound plant that gets infested. Yeah, that plant that I got That's over a pound fucked. of, I lost three pounds That's at least on fucked. that pound, on that plant. That's so much <laughs> weed. If I like if I had been a professional gardener, which I am not, that would have ruined my ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a professional plant killer. Yeah. Hey, well, that's one, one way of being, right? <laughs> well, so uh Anything else you want to add to the auto slash cannabis? I was going to kind of ease into some some stuff about you, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, autos, grow them. They're fun, but don't expect to, you know, them to change your uh, your life as far as yields. <laughs> well, yeah, yields. But like you pointed out, man, I mean, the size, the fact you can yeah. probably, you could grow them like uh, heirlooms, like you said, or like um, like a front porch thing, you know. You could put them in a vegetable bed right next to something that like a jalapeno plant and it'd be the same height. Yeah, might, uh, might be good for people starting out yeah do um, you like growing cannabis plant this seed see in three months yeah yeah for sure and not have to worry so much about that light cycle and stuff. yeah yeah uh and then it can be good for you know veteran growers who've never grown them and don't know what the fuck they're doing with an auto they're uh they're <laughs> they're little beasts <laughs> 
But uh, do you want to mention what strains you're throwing? Oh down? yeah, yeah, sure. Right now I'm growing uh, Bust Down Patek, which is from uh, Gem Seeker Genetics. Mm -hmm. I did not buy that. Um, I got that, like I said, from a vet day giveaway on Instagram. Uh, your mileage may vary on those folks, <laughs> but I did get a package of seeds. Um, and so I'm growing those cause they were free and I was really excited about them. They kind of got me back into watches inadvertently because mm -hmm. I was like, what the hell is a bust down Patek? And I ever learned that Patek was this luxury watch brand. And then I learned that they like drill a bunch of diamonds into them and that's what bust down mean. And then I started looking at watches and. I went and bought a couple Casios and now here we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I, I did want to mention before I forget, uh, you were asking me uh, about uh, high CBD. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to mention uh, the one I picked. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Citrus RX. Uh -uh. It's uh, ACDC crossed with Tangy. Oh, okay. I've gr I've grown ACDC before. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the cross or if it's going to be any good, but um, I'm a real orange fan. So Tropicana's, Tangies. Okay, yeah. All those are some of my favorites. What are your favorite herbs? Burnt rubber, sweet skunk, <laughs> grape. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Like, I, I got gotcha. you. Like, I don't. Like, and I honestly, sometimes I'll like- Those are kind of harder terps to find when it comes to like the skunk and the- and the. It's why I like these Afghans. I'm always chasing these Afghans uh -huh. that smell kind of bad. Like I almost found it. Like this one I showed you, you might not like the way it smells. You're not necessarily supposed to, but it's got fire OG in it. So it has a- Which sweet, one's this again? This is the fire of Maroof too. That's oh, that yeah. big plant I mm -hmm, had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now it, it's a little more mintier smelling than what I was looking for, but I like the mint terps too. I do too. It's, it's definitely a fresh- not fresh like green smell, but fresh like uh, like organic freshness. Yeah. yeah, I like I like stuff that like smells like kind of herbal and stuff like mm -hmm. that. The every time I hit like a, anything other than a grapefruit that has really citrusy stuff mm -hmm. in it, though, I cough. Like it always gets to me. Like those uh, those really lemony terps. So I have to be careful of there. I've had a couple of lemon cushions that I like, but a lot of the like crazy like candy lemon stuff that people are coming out with now like tangy and stuff sometimes that stuff can be a little intense for me and i almost wonder if the high is too energetic for me too so i just steer away from them because they do taste good we talked about this We're yeah, kind yeah. Of indica people yeah we like indica. do you do hybrids though yeah yeah i do hybrids that bust down patek i think is a hybrid it, it's, it's so hard to get away from hybrids man I, I just, if you're growing it, listen, I grow a lot of bag seed. I advocate like playing around with seeds you find on my Obviously. podcast. And bag so, seed chronicles, dude, baby. You got to do it. But like, <laughs> like you're growing hybrids, right? You yeah. don't know what that is. Sure. You, you just don't. Mm -hmm. it, and it could have come out of, you know, whatever it is you had and whatever, like it could have come out of Jaeger, but it may express something from that Jaeger cross that you didn't know. Like That's you, the whole thing. Yeah, it could be, it could, it could come out and like, uh, well, this was crossed with LA Confidential back in the day. And now all of a sudden you're looking at something that looks like an LA Confidential from 10 years ago. And you're like, why I wanted Jaeger. And it's like, that's not what you get. Mm -hmm. you, it's a complete luck of the draw. You could, you, you run into risks with Herms with bag seed mm -hmm. because a lot of times it's not that pollen found it. It just found itself because it was desperate to be alive. It was probably already Hermed anyway. Yeah. Now it's an auto Herm. <laughs> <laughs> now it's feminized, right? Uh, auto, yeah. <laughs> well, it's gender neutral at that point. Yeah, but no, it'll be good though because sometimes those turn out really good, but you have to watch them very closely. And that's why I liked them growing on it. I was learning way faster because you wouldn't have these super, I didn't have these super strong genetics that were, you know, cultivated by profession. I was just 
picking stuff out of whatever I found. Street weed from Medford or whatever, like dried out stuff I found, whatever. Whatever I get my hands mm-hmm. on, I'll pop that seed. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it worked out great. A lot of times it it was male or it was whatever. I was really excited. I found a I found some bag seeds into this purple panty dropper. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I love purple panty dropper. Mm-hmm. I can't find a good one these days. But um, I grew them. And I was like, and I, I was doing a little experiment. I'm going to grow these in one pot. And I grew the three biggest ones. Then I culled the smaller ones and all the bigger ones were male. <laughs> so I grew, I grew three big burly boys. Well, isn't that how it happens? Yes. Every, every time <laughs> I see the big, healthy green plant growing out of the rest, I'm like, that's a male. Anytime I see that shit, I'm like, that's a male. Because most males will grow way quicker, way better, way stronger, way healthier than all the females. <laughs> oh, yeah. And one thing that males do, uh, outdoors at least, I don't know about indoors, but outdoors, it seems like they express their sex sooner. Oh, yeah. So if you're if you're just trying to do like a big, bad, like I'm going to run 12 seeds, 12 pots, mm-hmm. cut them, and I'm going to cut the males out in July. Yeah. You can do that. I, I don't recommend it, but it's a way you can do it if you don't have a lot of time. Right. It's a shot though. Like you might be successful and only get one or two males or you might get five males and you're like, fuck, <laughs> you might get 12 males, be the yeah. most popular person in your neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing to worry about. Backyard banging is other people oh and God. how good they're at. You know, are they got males? Are they watching? I it's- had a purple punch that was filled with seeds on one of the seed heads. And I think like, I think someone near me finished a male. Yeah, That's yeah. the only thing I can figure because it was too many. Because the rest of the plant was fine. Mm. And I saw I saw a bunch of bees on this thing, a bunch of sweat bees. Oh, man. And I was like, what are they doing on me? Well, it's cool. They're bees, whatever. Because sometimes bees- They're pollinating your plant. Well, man. right. But, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, but when your plants are going through awkward, like, expressions of, like, their- terpenes sometimes it'll attract bugs for a little bit like i'll have plants that'll finish and for a little while they'll attract like house flies and stuff because mm. i'm chasing those big stinky afghans that smell like poop and then Dude. they'll and then they'll go away but they don't they don't stay right they'll swarm your plant for like a day or like a perfect example if you use like a fish emulsion or something mm. that's or, the biggest thing if you're using organics yeah or fish shit yeah dude they're gonna be there but a lot of times when I see bees on my plants, they are just landing there for a second and moving mm-hmm. on. I, I don't ex- have problems. That time, that bud and a few other buds was filled with seeds. That's fucked. It was it was rough. And yeah. that, that, that I had I had a bad experience with that plant anyway. It was really, really pretty. The terps weren't there. And but it was also a fire year where we had really bad overcast. So it's just like I can't judge any of those plants that year based on the weather. I was completely exposed. I didn't have them covered. You know how bad the fires were. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> it. We're. Hmm. I don't want to get off on a tangent. I know I you know. talked about this the last episode. Yeah, but that's I mean, a it thing. Fucked everyone's year up, if not worse. I think it, it pretty much screwed up about three years between. Well, because it went hand in hand with COVID. <sighs> yeah. So between the fires and the COVID, uh, this area and then the housing market we again we talked about this yeah, so i won't go yeah. there but but between all that it fucked the three years up <laughs> it's been a rough out there yeah but i mean i, I still like it here I, I, I we talked about this earlier too i yeah i it's the only place i can really do the things i want to do uh and yeah you know and like i said we i'm organ sober so yeah, I, right 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 <laughs> cannabis and mushrooms so but uh, 
I don't know. That's where it stands. I appreciate that. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk, uh, if you don't mind, just a little, or at least what you're comfortable with about oh, sure. some of your military. Oh yeah, sure. Maybe how that relates to cannabis use, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So before we get into that, uh, quick break. Sure. All right, we're back. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, your military experience yeah. and um, kind of give us a background a little bit about what you did, where you came from and what kind of, I guess, what kind of after effects you kind of experienced oh, yeah. and then maybe lead into how cannabis is kind of working with that. Okay. So like when I was uh, 18, I, uh, I joined the army and then I went to basic training and I, then I went to OSIT training at Fort Huachuca uh, to be an intelligence analyst. Then I went to Korea and I did a year with UNCSB JSA, which is the United Nations Command Security Battalion Joint Security Area in Panmunjom, Korea, as part of a 40-man uh, U.S. headquarters combined with a full Raqqa infantry battalion pulling security in the Joint Security Area, which is along the MDL in the DMZ between the two Koreas. So that's where I started my military career at about 19. From there, I mean, you know, after basic, I turned 19 in basic training, and then I think I turned 20 in Korea, and I turned 21 at Fort Lewis. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I was traveling. Mm. Then I landed in Fort Lewis. I landed in the Northwest, and I was really excited because that was a place that sounded cool to be, you know. And, and as a kid, I was really into, like, punk rock, and so I had heard of, like, the fun house, you know, and all that stuff, and so I was really excited to go to Seattle. Um and it wasn't like that so much anymore. There was still a vibrant punk scene, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like 1993, you know, obviously, like things change. But it was really fun. And I was stationed with uh, 5th Brigade. I was with 2-1 Infantry. Uh, both times I deployed, I went to Afghanistan once in 2009, uh, from summer 2009 to uh, summer 2010, part of Obama's surge. And then I went again for a short time, about five months from April to September in 2012. And then I got out in 2013. And from those experiences and a combination of other experience, I'm now disabled and I, uh, I get, I'm disabled. I'm a disabled vet now. Mm -hmm, so that's, mm -hmm. that's my living. That's what I do. <laughs> so that's, that's where we got here. And for a little while, when I got out, I worked at the VA, you know, I, I worked other jobs for a while. So mm -hmm. I've done some, a few different things. And then when I got out of the military, I was introduced to cannabis as an alternative. I don't know if people remember, but in the early 2000s, we were still on the tail end of the VA overprescribing. Uh, pain meds? Pain meds. Yeah. Now they won't prescribe them Shit. for anything. <laughs> <laughs> but but back then, like I walk in, I'm like, I've got back pain. They're like, would you like some Percocet? And I'm like, Sure. Uh, perk 30s? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you ain't never done a Perk 38? No, I, so, uh, but uh, God damn it, Bobby. But no, uh, so. Fuck 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you got Hank Trill on the line I know. now. <laughs> no, uh, so, so I was like, well, I, I don't know if I want to take Percocet all the time. Um, and I had a, a friend who was an older Marine. Um, and he, he grew cannabis part of the medical scene, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't quite legal yet. And I had met him at parties through, through my, my young girlfriend, now wife at the time, my okay. partner. And so he, he grew weed and he get, he would give me a little bit. He's like, try this instead of the Percocet. If that doesn't work for you. You know, do the Percocet. Stop taking your anxiety meds. Just take this. 
I'm like, all right, okay. Well, I mean, I'll try listening to this guy because I really don't want to take opiates. I just, not all the time. Like, I just, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I was comfortable with. And like, I had, I had read enough research in cannabis. It was available even then where I knew that if I, if I, if I tried it and I didn't like it, I wasn't going to like get the shakes and like, and it was like legal medically. So I got it and I, and I, and I, you know, at the first time I tried it, I ate it and that was not a good idea. <laughs> Folks, don't, don't eat it. I know smoking is gross or whatever. Vape it, smoke it because you'll be fine in four hours. I promise you. Yeah. Fine. Or less. If, or less. But if you eat it, you're going to have a time. And, and so I ate it and that wasn't good. And then I tried putting a little, I used to smoke cigarettes. So I put a little bit in the end of a cigarette before I go to bed to help me sleep. Cause mm. I had a really hard time getting to sleep when I got out of the military. Like I was almost impossible. I would stay awake for like days. I tried to go to sleep. I'd like maybe sleep at 3am, wake up at four real bad sleep, you know, from a combination of physical pain. And I have, you know, moderate to severe PTSD. So, so I mean, and, and I, yeah, I want you to keep going, but I want to, yeah. I want to point out that these these are the main kind of common symptoms yeah of vets right is a sleeping issue and yeah and uh, this ptsd okay, and, go and, ahead yeah and, and, I, and on a side note sleeping issues you can have from the military not even from um from ptsd and just can, like being on high alert and well shit, being right? on high alert poor sleep while you're deployed and also you're constantly switching shifts depending mm -hmm. on what your job is in the military from night shift to day shift to night shift to mm -hmm. day shift to swing shift a lot of shifts are 12 on 12 off mm -hmm. or some horrible combination of 18 and six like cannabis life cycle like cycles yeah. kind of like an yeah. auto flower light cycle it's not a good way to live <laughs> as a person on right. an auto flower light cycle <laughs> but that's what we were doing in the military yeah. a lot of times so it's really bad for your sleep quality you get out and even if you don't have ptsd you can have symptoms where you cannot go and get to sleep and if you're just trying to get over that temporary hump smoking like an ounce of cannabis for like a couple months and then quitting that might be just enough to to, to reset your sleep cycle i don't know because yeah. i've heard of guys getting out and going through a phase where they'll smoke a lot of weed and then they stop and they're like, I don't need it anymore. And I'm like, oh, I mean, you do you. If you don't need it yeah, anymore, yeah, you don't yeah. need it anymore. Sure. Um, you know, have fun with it if you want, but I'm not going to be like, you need to smoke weed, damn it. Right. I mean, you should, but I'm not going to tell you to. Right? <laughs> and so like, so, so everybody has a different journey with it, but I, I, it helped me sleep. Now I know that there are some interesting things you talk about curious about cannabis, about it interrupting the REM cycle. Yeah. Now, maybe one day I'll get to a point in my PTS journey where I have dreams that are like, normal, not either eldritch nightmares or weird recycles of shit that didn't even happen to me. That's like playing at me like a, like the weirdest combination of like a war and horror movie over in my head until I wake up and sweat. I can't sleep. Mm. So if I, if I smoke and I interrupt that cycle now, every once in a while, I'll try to, you know, I'll, I'll try not to smoke before I'll smoke significantly less. I'll take significantly less cannabis or not before I go to bed every once in a while. And it's always a bad idea. I don't bad sleep idea. well, okay. uh, but I do cycle off periodically. Um, and I'm getting ready to probably have to go on a bit of a tolerance break, even if it's just to reset my system just for a day. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not an advocate. If you're, if you're using cannabis medically for like pain management or like some uh, behavioral health issues, the VA like to call them mental health issues, whatever you want to call them. Um, you can't, maybe a two week tolerance break is not the best idea, right? But maybe just taking an afternoon or a morning or a day to sit with your symptoms, if that's safe, right? Do what, do what it is to you, but just to sit and find out where you are without it. If, whether that's maybe you smoke right when you wake up, maybe you wait till noon. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not talking about anything crazy here. I'm yeah. not talking about you titrating off of <laughs> cannabis and just being like, I'm sober for a year. Uh, yeah. if, if you need it medically, please don't do that. I'm not. But if you're, especially for, like, you, you should sit with yourself periodically to know where you're at. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what I find is like, I need, to, I need to chill. I'm smoking too much. And then I'll be off it for a day and I'll be like, oh, I'm in so much pain. And, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, that was... I was using that for a reason, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it also, it, sometimes it can be reconfirming. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, I needed to cool it on the weed. Sometimes it's like, that was appropriate. That was an appropriate level of cannabis usage. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be reaffirming to take a small tolerance break. You're like, oh, I was using an appropriate amount and this is fine to continue. Yeah. But, you know, when you're smoking it, it's always kind of a harm reduction thing. Like smoking... Uh, you know, it's it's combustion, right? It's not good to combust things directly into your Correct. lungs, right? <laughs> I, I I would love to be one of these people that can look at you square in the face and say cannabis smoking is not harmful. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> not not going to say that to you or anyone. But I am going to say uh, definitively, I think it's less harmful than a lot of other recreants or medicines mm. we use. Mm -hmm. And that's why I choose to use it as a harm reduction for other things I could be on, like, you know, Perk 38s. <laughs> well, this is true. And like, or clonazepam, which was an anti-anxiety pill yeah. that I was on before this. And that stuff made me sick. Mm -hmm. And cannabis doesn't make me sick. Uh, so now I just wanted to be clear on the whole vet dream thing. Now you said you can't sleep well. So with the cannabis, are you still dreaming? Um, so it depends on how much I use before bed, honestly. So I'm a pretty, I want to say I'm a seasoned cannabis smoker, but I've, I've, I've consumed a fair amount of cannabis. I've been in Oregon now for more than 10 years. Okay. We're doing that now. So that's good. We've been here longer than anywhere we've been since I was 18. Mm -hmm. Um, if I use a lot less toward the beginning of the morning, I'll start to have some REM sleep. Um, but if I've used cannabis the night before, a lot of times that'll take more of like a like an eyes wide shut route, like still kind of messed up, but not, I can sleep through it, but without the cannabis, it's just a whole, it's a whole nightmare. Everyone like, now I will say recently with like years and years of talk therapy and all kinds of stuff, every once in a while I'll have like a normal dream, like whatever I, well, what I assume is a normal dream, like weird, random, like floaty things and nonsense and whatever yeah. that doesn't make sense. So I've had a couple of those recently. So I'm hoping that maybe one day I won't, you know, need cannabis every yeah. night to sleep. Maybe yeah. I can have some REM sleep, but we're not there yet. Yeah, just I honestly, see. just being honest with you. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm trying to understand. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it helps you with that. Now, do you think that cannabis is the best option for most vets? I mean, versus opiates and Versus opiates. I mean, yeah, I would, I would advocate. I mean, that's the, that's the uh, other... Yeah. I won't, option, right? I won't take benzos. They scare me. Yeah, well, Any, mean, anything that, I mean, here's the thing that was always attractive about cannabis. You really can dip a toe in. You can smoke a joint. You can smoke a joint every night for a year and then stop. And maybe you'll not be hungry and you'll be a little irritable. You're not going to have the shakes. No, you're not going to, you're not going to be sweating, getting sick. You're not going to, you probably, and nine times out of 10, you're probably not even going to need treatment. You're going to have a rough week and then you'll be fine. If, if that, that, if that, yeah, I'm just, I'm talking super edge of caution, right? Most yeah. sensitive people, right? You're going to be fine. But if you take benzos for a week, you need to medically manage like come down, don't you? Most, most considerable medicines, meaning like fairly therapeutic, if you want to call it that, or fairly potent medicines. Yeah. They require some sort of coming off it, whether that's de antidepressants, 
uh, benzos, yeah. fucking pain pills, sleeping pills are bad. You get hooked on sleeping pills, that's a fucked one to come off. Oh no, okay. Uh, just I'm I'm warning on that one. I've been there. Uh, so no, I mean cannabis for me. Alcohol's fucking tough to come off of if you're a real alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. Fucking heroin, if you've done it, it's tough. Meth, that's those are all tough things to come off of and. Compared to cannabis, cannabis is a fucking walk in the park. Well, dude. and cannabis can help you quit some of those things. I, I have surgery. That's the other thing. I have surgeries from time to time. And I look, there are brave, beautiful, brave, brave boys who who go through getting their abdomens cut on and they only smoke cannabis. I am not this brave, beautiful boys. Give me the opiates. If you cut my flesh down to the muscle, give me opiates. But after that week of opiates, I have to come down off of them. And I know some people seem like they can handle opiates and they come down and it's rough and everything. But like while they're on them, it seems to be an enjoyable experience. I always feel sick. I always feel sick. Even when I'm on itchy. I'm itchy as fuck, dude. Depressed. Yeah. And like, I just, I can't, and I can't take, I cannot. And then, but coming off of them, I sweat really bad. I feel bad. I, I can't sleep. But cannabis helps it become more bearable. I feel like every time I do a course of like post-surgery opiates, I'm like, coming off of like Mexican brown or something. I don't know. It's horrible. So I can't imagine people who have been on op opiates and street opiates for years trying to come off of that where you've got that that brain thing just tapped over and over again. You take it away and there's nothing to fill it. No. Get those people some weed just so they can kind of be like, oh, I can ride it a little bit easier now because I've got some weed. It's not going to fix it, folks. It's not going to make it <laughs> no, easy. No, it's not. No, It'll but... make the ride like... It can just bearable. Yeah, it can just get it just a little bit of edge off. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. People are like, oh, you know, cannabis will help you treat opiate addiction. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, slow down there. How it'll make it feel a little less bad, but it's not. It's not like mild pain problems where it'll just help. It, 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 it's you still got to do the work. Well, and I often wonder, you know, cannabis doesn't really deplete your dopamine like um, like those drugs do. Right. You take even alcohol. Heavy chronic use of alcohol will deplete that dopamine so much and for mm. so long that you just won't be producing it when you quit so you're you're living your life without all the necessary motivational drugs for you to even get up and eat you know what i mean i think the worst one for like like tearing a hole in the way you feel the world is meth like meth will steal your soul oh yeah like i will make you do shit you never thought you'd do i'll tell you that well right but like you see people that are they're like they they've been they've had they've experienced meth addiction for like a number of years let's say and they're coming out of it and you can see it in their eyes they are not having fun ever they're they're not capable of having fun for well, like no. the first year no, well, your dopamine, yeah. it's ruined. It's you, just gone. Your body's not producing it when you come off that shit. Oh, it's so horrible. Um, there's some. There's a lot of controversy in Oregon about the whole decriminalizing um I'm not telling amount. you it should be illegal. I'm telling you not to do it. Right, right, yeah. right. No, but I mean, there's, yeah. some, there's some controversy. People just think that uh, decriminalizing small amounts is just allowing people to be drug addicts. But I'm like, you know. Well, it's, people are already drug addicts. It, and... <laughs> it's it, it's no easier to get it it was easier before. it's easy either way like it's it's not like it made it easier to get like it was already there <laughs> i mean i saw people openly, you had to make the decision not to do it without the laws right you know? i remember i mean i i first moved out to the west coast it's always been different here than where i'm from i'm from originally from texas where i joined the army out of right you get Houston. busted for a fucking seed down there people, like i saw like it's just different like people will smoke joints on the sidewalk here 
It's no big deal. And right. I think it should, I think you should be able to smoke a joint anywhere you can smoke a cigarette. Absolutely. So like, should you be able to blow like a joint or a cigarette in a baby's face? No, I'm no. not advocating that. But if you're on a corner at two o'clock in the morning outside a bar, you should be able to light up a joint just like you can light up a cigarette. No one should look That's at That's what I'm crossways. saying. An acceptable smoking section is an acceptable smoking right. yeah. section. You know, not not cigarette section. You don't like this section. burnt rubber, man. Move to Texas, okay? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because <laughs> that's where you go if you don't like weed move to texas they don't like weed there either or kansas oh god kansas is so weird they're holding on to that hard they're like in they the like middle it. of it yeah yeah we were so, talking about that earlier yeah kansas they don't yeah they don't i don't even think they like oregon <laughs> i think it's the one of the only states that i don't get listened to unless it's a cop oh really never <laughs> i don't know I get Missouri sometimes, but Did I don't you? get Missouri's bad too, isn't it? <clears throat> oh, I have I so I my I have partial family in Missouri. So like my aunts live in Missouri, and then my family kind of comes from Coffeyville, Kansas, mm. and Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then I was born in Texas. And then my and then my parents live in Houston. And then I I went further than they did from home. They left they left Tulsa and ended up in Houston. And I left Houston and ended up in uh in the Medford area in Oregon mm-hmm. through military service and love faded love as we say in, in the south that's why we smoke cannabis right yeah fair enough, right yeah yeah totally fair enough if everybody just did mushrooms the whole world would be a better place i don't know but like vikings used to do mushrooms and then like go into battle and like slay people i don't know you know but like then again they were defending their families so like or maybe they weren't depending on what battlefield right so like i don't know like i feel like any drug that can be turned to like a positive use, like it, it, drugs are an important aspect of like whatever awakening. We need to legislate, legalize drugs, but it, drugs in themselves aren't gonna like bring some, you know, cultural enlightenment. We also need like, we need a culture along it, right? To drive culture forward, not just psychedelics, but the, the culture around it, like Oregon rooted locals who, have been around here and have seen it and can kind of steer the culture in a direction that is good, that's positive, that is, you know, more holistic and like just, you know, like I'm not growing cannabis or like advocating people use cannabis because I'm going to get rich. You're not going to get rich in the cannabis game. The people who have gotten rich in the cannabis game have gotten rich in the cannabis game. Right Now, maybe there will be more people that will get rich in the cannabis game, but you're not one of them. Okay, cool. Okay, so now that we've established that, thanks, man. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm talking. I'm not going to grow no more now. No, right. No, I'm talking to you and the audience, I know, I like know. the people out there. Like, listen, the money's been made. This mm. is not an outlaw market. Pounds are going to fluctuate from two hundred to a thousand dollars until right. the end of time. Yeah. There's no backyard cowboys who are banging it out and making new truck money every year. It's not right. happening anymore. Right. So if that's your game. You got to go to an illegal state and it's not going to be the game much longer. No, now, not much longer. No, no. no. Cause even, even if there's like five or six states that are illegal, like there's going to be so many markets, it's still going to drive the price of outlaw down. Like how many, like if, 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 if the whole illegal market is just smuggling into the American South, how much money do you think those people have to buy weed? <laughs> well, granted. And also too, here's the deal. The, the real black market that's making money still are these people like the cartel that comes in, takes a whole fucking right. hillside in Oregon and then takes it God knows where, but it sure as fuck ain't here. No, that shit and goes all over the place. That's man. what I mean. It has not even in this country even. Um, oh, there's that's the weird only accents in the hills. Like so for starting about like 
three or four years ago, I'd start hearing like weird, like, like dialects that I would like, I heard like, uh, like a, like a, like a, like a Russian, like somebody speaking Russian, like out in a corner store, like out near Williams. I'm like, what? We have Russians here? What the, you know, <laughs> like, what like, okay. Like in Southern, or I mean, I guess I'm a Texan, but that ain't Russia. Like, yeah. how do you end up here? And then I'd hear like, I'd see it be like a, like a, like one of the local head shops and there'd mm-hmm. be like a gaggle of like Israeli kids rolling in, like Israeli. Like I can, I, I just, they, they're talking about Israel and they're mm-hmm. switching mm-hmm. between like, and like different languages, like German and stuff. And then like Yiddish and like, I think Hebrew, I don't speak much Hebrew. I've heard Yiddish and mm-hmm. like, and so they're just talking, I'm like, real, real Israelis here in met. And like, at first I'm like weed tourism, but like weed tourism in Portland. Right. Mm-hmm. Like are, are, are we, are we, are we attracting like international weed tourism here in Southern Oregon? I do you don't think? think so. Right. I think it's mostly like, we might get a rapper or two. <laughs> right, 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 but that's it. Yeah, Afro man coming down to play yeah. the armory in Ashland. Okay, Let's right. go. Yeah, I did, yeah. I didn't. Wait, go. no, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I, I didn't go to that one either. I saw no. it though. I saw it. You know, I, I didn't go. I'm just saying that's that's the level you we're know, at here. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Like maybe maybe one of the Marley's kids will come through and play a show. They did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see that, but that's the level we're operating at here. Yeah. So I mean, no, we're not the epicenter of cannabis tourism for the world. Well, I think you should be, but don't come. No, don't please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we're, we're good here. We're good here. No, and, and honestly, like, but like, that's this is like, I I think the best place for like cannabis tourism is like anywhere where there's like not like a whole lot of people. Society is pretty permissive, mm-hmm. and there's lots of fun like hiking and things to do yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. Like here, right. like for me, this right. is me too yeah. mecca. Like I it can, is. I can, I can smoke a joint at yep. the trailhead. Yep. And then if someone smells it, they're going to be like, <laughs> and the most annoying people aren't going to call the cops. They're going to ask to join. I was just going to tell you that <laughs> the worry is not anything to do with. That's yours problem. now, man. Yeah. <laughs> the issue is having to share it all the fucking oh, time. Oh my gosh. So yeah. And I've had the, the, the worst part for me is, and because I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a crossroads with it, but is when I have like a homeless person or a, a bum ask me to take a hit because I'm like, oh fuck. Cause I do have to give it to him. Like, because I'm not going to take it back. Right. Yeah. I, 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 and it's nothing personal, but I just don't like swap and spit with people I don't know. Yeah. And especially people that have issues with hygiene. And so, right. you know, I'll give it to them. Yeah. But, but it's like, damn. So then I can't walk the bike path because I have to take like 12 joints with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, and, that, and, that, and that'll actually drive a lot of like hikes I go on. Like, I was thinking about doing a segment, like, is it worth the hike? And like, talking about like hiking and stuff on mm-hmm. the podcast and like mm-hmm. the hikes I like. But then I'm like, then I'm going to blow up my spots. Like, all my spots yeah, do where I go yeah. and like roast under the bridge and go on a walk. And now all you guys are going to be like out there, like, like oh let's bridge. say I, let's say I fuck around and get popular and now there's 20 people at my hiking spots. Yeah. And like on the one hand I want to be like power to the people and cannabis and everything but like the last time I blew up my favorite spots and started telling everybody they tagged a rock face on the coast. Oh and no. No, I don't know if it was me that blew up that spot, right? Yeah. But like I started talking about it a lot and mentioning to people you yeah. should go out here. It's whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then it got, it got, and it wasn't even a good tag. No one slapped up like, you know, like a clown smoking a joint with mm-hmm. a tear coming down one eye talking about <laughs> in memoriam. Nah, it was a big blue dick right nice. there on the Oregon coast on this beautiful rock face. A just, whale dick. Just a big old blue whale <laughs> dick. And I was like, oh, you fucking assholes. Like you climbed on that rock and risked your life to paint that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, respect and everything, but that's ugly. Like, go paint that on a bridge. That's, well, that's what they're the thing. for. That's yeah, the thing is like, like um, <clears throat> I like, I, I don't mind the graffiti as long as you have some skill, but if you're just putting some gangster like swirls together, I, whatever. Anyway, dude, why don't you wrap up and tell us about, cause I know you got shit going on. You got Bagseed Chronicles. Yeah, you, yeah. You claim you're going to be doing that shit and bringing out some episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, uh, I've got. Uh, so this episode will probably be, honestly, be the next one. Um, um, we're gonna record another episode sure. here soon. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, I've got two episodes out uh, from last month. Uh, I interviewed a former outlaw grower who kind of quit when the medical scene became active here in Oregon and moved on to get uh, to make money elsewhere doing other stuff. And now he's back in the valley. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of neat to see like a local boy come home perspective. You know, he talks a little bit about coming to visit in 2018 and all the hemp farms and being like whoa you know can't drive anywhere oh, i love without it. seeing that skunk it. smell i loved it so much dude what was that 2017 18 18 yeah, 17 something like that you couldn't fucking drive anywhere without driving by about 15 fields oh oh it the was the whole nuts. fucking valley and, and of course all these growers <laughs> in the know were like you know every fourth plant's you know, cannabis. I'm like, nah, yeah. it's not. And then sure yeah, enough, it was. it was, dude. I was, <laughs> I was trying to be like, nah, man, they're just hemp growers, man. They're trying to do the right nope. thing. Bullshit. Nope. <laughs> no, they had plots out there. Oh yeah, they had it all gridded out. But yeah, so he came on and talked about how they used to like, instead of planting in, um, in groves, like in little plots, they'd mm. plant like, one plant here yeah, and then yeah, one plant to it. Yeah. And he talks a little bit about that, how they got away with growing on BLM, right? Not, not advocating that, but that's what he did. And he tells mm -hmm. us how they did it. Mm -hmm. And it's got kind of a fun covert operations feel to it. We don't get into it too deep, but it's fun listen. So you all should come listen. We will, yeah. So check it out. Backseat Chronicles, all platforms, right? Yeah, everywhere. I think I think I'm stuck not on Pandora, but everywhere else you get podcasts, you can find me. Excellent. And then uh, your uh, Uncle Dig on IG. Yeah, I'm Uncle Dig. I'm at Uncle Dig on IG. And you can also listen to me on Radio Tacoma if you're in the Tacoma area. Me and my buddy Lucas Barfield um, uh, co-host a show called The Cannabis Corner on 101.9 uh, Radio Tacoma. So you can listen to us there as well. But that's oh. The Cannabis Corner. That's way more tight, more news-based. And I don't, um, I'm not as opinionated on there. Because you're not opinionated. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I enjoy your show. I enjoy the backseat. So please keep doing it, man. Oh, I, I plan on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm anxious to see what uh, we both do this season. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good year. I have. I'm excited about this year. Uh, cannabis is on the march again. Um, you know, uh, I think there was a little bit of a weird like I don't want to call it a backpedal, but a side pedal in o Oklahoma where they didn't pass rec recently. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the fight is never over until you can hand your buddy a cannabis plant like a tomato plant. That means I can give mm. someone 20 cannabis plants and no one bats an eye. That We're talking mm. about liberation, not You can't legal. do that? I do that all the time. Well, you no, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come listen to the Bagseed Chronicles. Follow me on Instagram and Uncle Dig. All right, brother. Thanks for being on. I appreciate catching up and uh, we will do it next time. Sounds good. All right, brother. Thanks. Thank you.